Here's an urgent alert from the Student Loan Hotline. The average student loan debt is $25,000. Have you been out of college for 10 or more years and you're still making your student loan payments? If you are struggling with paying off your student loan, if you are past due, we can help. Nationwide Student Loan Relief can now restructure your student loans. We can get your student loans out of default, stop any wage garnishments, stop harassing collection calls, and even eliminate your student loan payment. If you can't afford your student loans, or if you're past due and you need help, you must call right now. We will restructure your loan or your money back, and that's a guarantee. So call the Student Loan Hotline right now. Welcome, you're listening to Sports Econ 101, the show where we discuss sports topics from a business perspective. I'm your host, Edward Brown, along with my co-host, Bruce McGowan, longtime sports radio personality. Now, today we don't have a guest, but there's a lot, of, lot to talk about. Yeah, we got the World Series, we got the NFL, NBA has just started up, NHL, you know, plenty of major team sports to talk about, and I know that uh, listeners are interested in, in a variety of those activities so we can get into it look forward to it now the uh, the fall classic just right around the corner i'd love to see the dodgers and yankees a lot of people say what are you talking about but i i think it'd be good for the game it'd be good for the ratings this is a, a traditional rivalry that goes back you know they've met 10 times in the world series in the last 70 years yeah so and this would be the first time since 81 but i think it'd be a great series I know. I think uh, i mean i did want uh the dodgers uh but i'd like to see the astros in there ah. I'm not a. I, I like the team. I just am not a big fan of the town. I, and and oh. I, if we have any call, <laughs> listeners down in Texas who take offense, I'm sorry. I've been to your town. I'm just not a big fan of Houston. It's not one of my favorite places. And I know a lot of people in Houston who don't like living there. Yeah, but that's not fair to the players. Yeah, though. but they're not. They're, it's never been a baseball town. Never been a baseball town. Even with the Colt 45s. No, never been a baseball town. <laughs> All right. Cleveland's a good baseball town, or has been off and on to New York, Philadelphia, Boston, San Francisco to a lesser degree, Chicago certainly, St. Louis obviously. San Diego, eh, no, not so much. No, no. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, today's trivia theme is going to be football. And uh, each commercial break, we're going to ask a sports trivia question. And this segment of Sports Econ 101 is sponsored by Pacific Private Money, still providing mortgage investments that are currently yielding over 7.5% secured by real estate. Right now, they got about $31 million in their fund, and they're very slowly growing, but uh, not faster than they can handle. Uh, so, again, where else can you earn over 7.5% secured by Bay Area real estate? Uh, it doesn't get any more conservative than that. you got to check them out at PacificPrivateMoney.com when we come back. Again, we don't have a guest, but we got a lot to talk about. A couple of things I wanted to mention um, about athletes being taxed in a state where they play, but the coaches do not. Interesting. I thought okay. that was very interesting. Well, we'll talk about why that is. certainly relates to the business aspect of the show. Absolutely. Okay, well, don't touch that dial. Sports Econ 101 is going to be right back.
This is Mark Honf, co-host of Mortgage Investing 101. Did you know that you can earn, year in and year out, returns of 8% and more on your savings and retirement accounts? Mortgage-backed investment strategies such as trustee investing and mortgage pool funds can do just that. Since 2008, clients of Pacific Private Money have consistently earned high yields on their investments. Find out for yourself how you, too, can profit from these real estate-secured investments. Call 415-883-2150 or visit our website at PacificPrivateMoney.com. You know those energy drinks that either taste nasty or have too much sugar and you crash afterwards? Let me tell you about Go Girl. Personally, I love their original sugar-free drink. Yeah, I'm a guy, but it's one of the few drinks i found that give me energy, have no sugar, and the best part, it tastes great. Only 5 calories per can. Most grocery stores carry it. And oh, by the way, it's not expensive. That's Go Girl Energy Drink. Driven Raceway. It's family fun for all ages. European indoor go-kart racing with speeds up to 45 miles an hour. Open seven days a week in Runner Park and Fairfield. Driven Raceway is perfect for holiday fun and gifts. So lead the pack at Driven Raceway with go-kart racing, private party rooms for special events, birthday parties, great weekly specials, and lots more. Perfect for all your family fun. It's Driven Raceway with two locations, Runner Park and Fairfield. Driven Raceway, the extreme experience. Filling an opening at your company means more than just finding an employee. You're looking for a fit, a match. Robert Half understands that. We know you need someone who can do the work, someone who complements your culture. And, of course, you need that someone fast. When it all comes together, it makes for a perfect fit. Satisfaction guaranteed. Robert Half, the matching experts in accounting, finance, IT, legal, marketing, and administrative staffing. Visit roberthalf.com for more information. If you suffer from back pain, joint pain, arthritis, or other chronic pain, you need to try the water therapy benefits that Avantage Therapeutic Walk-In Bath provides. Not only does Avantage Walk-In Bath help get you in and out of the tub safely, it is proven to be beneficial to relieve aches and pains, giving you the relief to enjoy your day. You can enjoy taking your new bath and rejuvenating your body in as little as seven days. And if you call today and ask for the radio special, we'll give you a 15 $100 coupon towards the purchase of a new Vantage walk-in bath. Every call in the next 10 minutes will receive a $1,500 coupon towards the purchase of a new Vantage walk-in bath. Your aches and pains can be washed away. Call right now for a risk-free quote. 800-552-6851. 800-552-6851. 800-552-6851. That's 800-552-6851. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Again, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Bruce McGowan. So, again, we don't have a guest today, but uh, let's start off with, um, so far, it looks like we've got, uh, for sure, we've got the Dodgers. And as of this show right now, we don't know if it's going to be Houston or the Yankees. But it reminds me the the home team has won every game so far. And if I remember correctly, I think it was the 87 World Series between Minnesota and St. Louis. That's right. Same right? thing happened. Same yeah, now that's, that's the big question mark. Can the Yankees win on the road? The Yankees are 7-0 and at home. They're, I think that sixth man, that crowd, the sixth emotional man. jolt that they get, that lift, uh, and just playing in a place, even though the Yankee Stadium isn't the original Yankee Stadium, it's built on the yeah. same grounds. It, it has an effect on, on teams uh, sure. psychologically. And I think... The, the the Yankees right now are playing with house money. They're a Cinderella team. They are a team of, you know, the old expression, a team of destiny. You put them against a Dodger team, and it, 
arguably the best team in baseball. And I think it'd just be a great World Series. And, and you know, again, two teams that are not well liked outside of their two cities. <laughs> but two, I said to before, ten times they played since the seventies or since nineteen forty-seven. Six of those times were when they were in Brooklyn and New yeah. York, and four times since the Dodgers moved to the West Coast. The Yankees have won seven of them. I think the Dodgers are. I just don't think anybody can beat the Dodgers right now. They look unstoppable. They've got no weakness. Literally no weakness. Yeah, it was uh, it was crazy how uh, the, what was it fifty five when Brooklyn that was fifty five was, was the when only they, year that only they year they won, won yeah. yeah yeah out of what the first five times or whatever it was? yeah they, that was that was their fifth time and they lost the first well they actually lost another one yeah, back right in the twenties but that was to yeah. Cleveland but yeah no they no the Dodgers uh, this year I think I, I like Clayton Kershaw I know he's much maligned um, had a chance to interview him a couple of times he's really a good guy and. I felt for him that, you know, this is a guy who has been constantly ridiculed for not getting his team over the hump, yeah. and now they're in the World Series. And he is just his, – his whole style and his motion, that stop-start, yeah. the high um, set, and just, the, just his mechanics, you know, just throw your, your timing off as a hitter. And you give him – it's interesting. I heard a stat last night. You give him a four-run lead, 99 times out of 100, he's going to win the game. And I guess that's, that was the statistic. I mean, four runs is kind of a long – that, I mean, that's a lot of runs. It is, and that's yeah. all it needed. I mean, once Kiki Hernandez hit that grand slam uh, in game five, the game was over. Yeah. And then Hernandez went off and, and hit three home runs. He was very emotional after the game. You know, I didn't realize uh, how tied in he was to Puerto Rico. He's a Puerto Rican native. Oh, yeah. But you listen to him speak, and I think he was raised in the United States because he doesn't have a trace of an accent. But he is a, a tremendous uh, clutch player. Three home runs in one game, that's um, that's, that's, that's a performance uh, that's, for the that's ages. Reggie Jackson. Uh, that is. Yeah. That's going to be remembered forever. Charlie Steiner, the, uh, the Dodger announcer, was saying, he'll never have another game like this in his life. <laughs> and he's right. Yeah, he won't. Not. He won't. No, it's a fun team. And I love, you know, the Yankees with, with Judge and, yeah. you know, with Sanchez. And, uh, you know, they've got, they've got an interesting team, and they've, they've got a lot of spirit yeah. and uh, camaraderie and togetherness, as do the Dodgers. I just think it would be a great World Series. The, the LA, baseball needs this kind of a World Series. They need it because the game has slipped a little bit in ratings, uh, and uh, even though it's still popular at the at the turnstiles, television rules the roost, as you know. And you've got to get good ratings, and, and I think this would help. What do you think has been the down? I don't want to call it the downfall, but the slide. Let's say for uh, baseball on TV. I think it's an attention deficit nation we lived in. Uh, live in. I mean, people, there's so many other things that. People yeah, can there are other watching. things that people can yeah. watch, and it's also you know everybody wants things now, 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 quick, yeah. quick, quick. No, move on, move on. A little bit more strategic. Well, that's slow, that's the know. beauty of baseball. It, it yeah. kind of slows things down and allows you to actually think and appreciate and watch. Something that we really should do as human beings that we don't do enough, and especially in this country, and I think that's one of the reasons why we have so many problems in this country, is that everybody is so distracted by, by the flurry of activity going on, and the media feeds into that, you know, social media especially. So yeah. I mean, no, I could see that, and then also, yeah. you know, with uh, even though replay, we've always said is good from the standpoint of you know get the play right, it does slow it down. Oh and yeah. One thing I couldn't understand, and they they made a point of this last night. Uh, there was a uh, let's see the umpire called a strike, uh, and and the fact that it um, the, let me try, a strikeout, mm. swing and a miss, and he did not foul tip it. Oh, you're talking about a couple nights ago, yeah, yeah, yeah I remember that. Ago, yeah. And and then actually the replay showed that he didn't foul tip yeah, it, but, but the uh, first place first base umpire. Well, you can't have a, a replay on that, even though they did show a replay. What it was was the first base umpire felt he had a better view of it. 
And luckily for the Cubs, you know, Granderson ended up striking out, and it didn't cost the Cubs the game. But Joe Madden was he was funny after the game. He goes, I was ready to run out there with nothing but my jock strap on. You know? <laughs> he was, yeah, because I'm wondering, it's like, you know, the, umpire, the, the home plate umpire can hear yeah. and, and has a, a good... Uh, but with it, all the noise, you know, and I, sometimes I, I've, I don't know about you, but I've umpired rec league softball games, and it's tough back there. It's not an easy, you but, know. But even the replay, though, I don't yeah. know how they, I mean, there was a very clear replay that it showed was that, clear, that, that he didn't. But the replay doesn't apply to strikes and balls, and it, it's a, it's a. Oh, that's right. Conference, that's right. That, a conference right. with right. the umpires, and the first base right. umpire felt that he ticked the ball, and, and of course, Grand, I think it was Granderson. Yeah, Granderson was. claimed. Yeah. That he did, you know, he was he was arguing. Oh, he acted like he did. Yeah, the, know, the catcher, yeah. if he'd held on to the ball, the whole thing would have been a moot point. But unfortunately, the ball was kind of dropping, and it yeah, was a tough tough a play. Yeah. No, you're you're right because I remember uh, watching Madden on TV, and basically, even though you're right, uh, that was not a reviewable play per se. Yeah. He was basically trying to show the umpire, look how stupid you are. Look at the replay. You know, yeah. how can you overturn? Yeah. You know, with the home plate. Well, and the home plate umpire realized that, and to his chagrin later, I mean, it's still even with the replay. I mean, things you know slip through the cracks. So, yeah, the replay has slowed things down. The constant pitching changes, uh, batters stepping out of the box. It's interesting. You know, they talk about games in the past. Uh, there was a 26-inning game played back in 1920 between Brooklyn and Boston and uh, ended in a 1-1 tie, and the game took under four hours to play 26 innings. <laughs> in those days, there was a lot less time between pitches. There were a we lot of commercial breaks. Well, and until the <laughs> 1980s, you didn't have these relief specialists. You know, you had your yeah. one closer and everybody else had to be on. The guys who weren't starters, you know, could come in. But now you've got, you know, your middle inning relief specialist and your left-handed specialist. And, and your one inning specialist. Like, well, like Raldis Chapman. It, yeah. He's great f- for one inning. But if he goes more than one inning, it's amazing oh, yeah. how many well, times he gets shelled. How about a guy who pitches to just one batter? The Giants yeah. had a guy, <laughs> yeah. probably the best guy, uh, left-hander, named Javi Lopez. I'm sorry. Uh, was it? No, 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 he was. Uh, Javi. God, my brain is not working this yeah. morning. Anyway, you know who I'm talking yeah. about, the left-hander yeah. Yeah. Uh, who uh-huh. retired from the Giants. Um, and he, he his specialty was getting that left-handed batter out. That's all he did. <laughs> well, That's all he did. It's funny. P- partly I'd go, yeah, I'd love to get paid to just pitch to one batter. And the other part would be, well, I'd get a good seat watching, but it'd be yeah. kind of boring. Just <laughs> but can you imagine that? That's the that's your lone you know job. But if you're really good at it, you know, if you're a specialist, hey, more power he to probably you. Gets probably get paid about eighty thousand dollars a pitch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah, I'll tell you. All right, so it's a nice uh, work if you can find it. <laughs> yeah, really. Um, let's see. We're gonna cut to a. Uh, break here pretty soon. We have just a little bit of time. Yeah. Do you think Colin Kaepernick, uh, apparently he's filing a grievance against the NFL? Yeah, yeah I don't um, think he's going to be able, it's like the Barry Bonds situation. Bonds, you know, after 2007, he put up good numbers in 2007, but nobody wanted a part of him. Uh, he was willing to play for the major league minimum, but nobody wanted a part of him because of all the steroid uh, controversy, and I think the same thing is true with Kaepernick. It's going to be very difficult to prove that the owners colluded. I think it's a wink, wink, nod situation, and I think he's just well. It's not just that too. It's it's the what they've talked about is listen, we don't need a distraction on our team. And, that's you know, probably unless the guy is so good, but yeah. he hasn't proven. And yeah. the thing is, the the kneeling was one thing, but I think you know the Castro shirt and the pigs on the socks. Well, yeah, that that got a lot of play, and you know it's unfortunate. There's a big division, and we can get into that. You know, between the fans, the ownership. 
the league, the players. There's a lot, you know, it kind of exemplifies what America is going, what's going through America right now with all these little groups that are fighting each other. Yeah, because a lot of people are, uh, they say that they're boycotting. I don't know. If they, I, I, I don't know. You know there yeah, may be a small percentage, but I, I don't buy that. People have a short memory on stuff yeah, like that. Too. People That's, are not going to boycott. Well, do you remember the 94 baseball strike? It's like oh, all yeah. of us just wrote off baseball. Well, it happened you know? for a couple of years. That was a little different. That was a little bit different. This is, uh, this is a different issue. You know, right. totally different. Okay, so our first, we're, we're going to, um, since you weren't feeling well a couple of days yeah, ago, yeah, yeah. I, I'm going to give you a softball question. Oh, sure. But it has nothing to do with softball. <laughs> all right? Here's our first trivia question. What is Lambeau Field's nickname? Ah. Pretty easy one. But again, we'll, we'll start okay. off easy. The next one is fairly easy, too. Lambeau Field's nickname. Yeah, okay. And then the last one, eh, maybe not so easy. All right, so email edward at sportsecon101.com. The answer to that question, what is Lambeau Field's nickname? Mm. All right, don't touch that dial. Sports Econ 101 It's going to be right back. Results may vary. Not a solicitation for legal services. If you owe the IRS back taxes, payroll taxes, or have not filed your returns, the IRS will get you. They can take your property, take you to court, even put you in jail. One call to Wall and Associates and your tax problems are solved. Wall has saved clients over $150 million in the last five years. Our average client settles for about 10% of what is owed. With one call to Wall, you'll never need to talk to the IRS again. We offer free face-to-face consultations in your local area. Remember, Wall has a proven track record with a total client savings over $150 million. Call now for your free face-to-face consultation. 800-813-9940. Rebuild or replace transmission, $3,200. Anti-lock brake system, $1,000. Rebuild or replace engine, $2,400. Truth is, once your manufacturer's warranty runs out, it's all on you. Every last cent. Get protection for covered repairs with a vehicle service contract from Toco Warranty. Unlike other companies, with Toco, there's no down payment, and the monthly payments are really affordable. Not sure how long you're keeping your car? At Toco, you can pay as you go. Keep your hard-earned cash and call Toco Warranty right now at 800-222-2313 to save big money on covered auto repairs. Prices vary by vehicle, but for about the cost of a tank of gas per month, a Toco plan has your back on expensive covered car repairs. Monthly payments are very affordable. Get your free quote now. Call Toco at 800-222-2313. 2313. That's 800 222 2313. Cancellation fee may apply. Subject to eligibility. Not available in Missouri and Washington. Waiting period and deductible apply. Coverage provided and administered by Warren Tech Corporation or its affiliates. Not affiliated with any manufacturer or dealership. Visit tocowarranty.com for complete terms and conditions. This family is at home, but they won't be answering the door. They know that the pounding on the door is a process server from the court waiting to hand them foreclosure documents. So instead of enjoying the home they worked so hard to afford, they sit hiding in the dark. Mom, what was that? But it doesn't have to be this way. This family can save their home, but they must act fast. Call Allied State Foreclosure Solutions at 800-274-7312. If you're being threatened with foreclosure, have been denied a loan modification, missed a payment on your mortgage, been a victim of a predatory loan, or are upside down on your home, it's critical that you call Allied State Foreclosure Solutions now. 800-274-7312. Allied State Foreclosure Solutions has an attorney in your area that will meet and speak with you. You can stop the foreclosure 
foreclosure process, lower your monthly mortgage payments, save your home and your credit. But you must act now. Call 800-274-7312. 800-274-7312. Not available in all states. Paid non-attorney spokesperson. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Edward Brown here along with Bruce McGowan. Here is our first trivia question. What is Lambeau Field's nickname? Well, Curly Lambeau was the head coach of the Green Bay Packers, and I've been to Lambeau Field. I covered a game there years ago uh, in Green Bay. Great little town, by the way. Really friendly people. I didn't realize it had a nickname. Well, yeah. Lambeau Field? No, I mean, once I Packers say it, you're going to go, oh, yeah. No, come on. What uh, is it? What, what, are, what, are, what are they, when you, when like, uh, they and they play on the... Oh, the Frozen there Tundra. There you go. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, all yeah. I had to okay. say. Yeah, the Frozen Tundra. Frozen, that, that's frozen actually Tundra. Sure. Frozen Tundra. That's, that's that comes back to, that goes back to 1967. The uh, NFL title game, the fabled game where Bart Starr uh, snuck in for the touchdown with 13 seconds to go behind the great Jerry Kramer. Uh, Jerry Kramer, yeah. and that made Jerry Kramer's. He was a great player, Jerry Kramer, but that made his career. I mean, yeah. he, he lived off of that block. You know, <laughs> I, I think he got in front of a guy named Rayfield Wright and just cut him off, or Jeff, Jethro Pugh. Jethro Pugh. Yeah. Jethro Pugh, and yeah. Starr snuck in over his backside. And remember watching that game because the the Raiders were playing in the AFL title game. A short while later, and in those days, it's the Jets, right? No, against yeah. it was against Houston. Oh, and uh, this was the first time they were in the championships. And in those days, the home games did not get televised. So I was going to turn on my radio and listen to Bill King, who was the longtime radio announcer. And I'm watching this incredible, uh, you know, game between Green Bay and um, the Dallas Cowboys, and it was just. It's a classic, uh, you know. That's one of those. Well, games. It was the coldest game. I think, think it was. I think it was 13 Th- below, or maybe it was no, 13 above. No, no, it was thirty-five below. Well, whatever. I mean, yeah. I mean, it might have been the windshield. That was probably oh, yeah, the windshield. windshield, but yeah. still, yeah, yeah. That's, crazy. That's cold. <laughs> <laughs> that is cold. You're playing on on concrete. Yeah, I remember I was at the um, the Tuck game in in New England, oh, yeah. and I'm on the sidelines before the game, and it had been snowing for about two hours. The field was covered with about three inches of snow, and I'm slipping and sliding on the sidelines, and I'm thinking to myself, how are these players going to be able to keep their have, footing? Have cleats. Well, they do, but I mean, still, it was. I was amazed that they were able to play play as as effectively. And that game was like it was like watching players in a snow globe because there was no wind. It was eerie, and and the, the everything was muted because of the, this this constant uh, falling of the snow. It was just oh, really yeah. strange. It was dark and, and it was a night game, and it was the last game ever played at Schaefer Stadium in Foxborough, and uh, it really sort of jump started the whole. Um, yeah, Tom Brady. Tom Brady yeah. era, and it was the end of the John Gruden era. It was his last game as coach of the Raiders. So They, they, they should have uh, played with mountain spikes. You know, those, <laughs> of course, uh, you could have heard a few people. Well, I, that, remember, but. I remember the Raiders called timeout near the end of the game, which was a huge mistake because it gave uh, New England a chance to dig a hole out for Adam Vinatieri to kick, a, I think it was a 32-yard field yeah. goal, to win the game in overtime. The Raiders never after after Brady after they ruled that Brady had the ball that he didn't uh, you know th- fumble it. Yeah. The Raiders never got the ball back, not only in, in regulation or in the overtime. Never got the ball back. That was yeah. just crazy. That was a crazy game. Anyway. And I, guess, I guess it's it's funny because in in golf you're not allowed to alter like in a sand trap, or whatever. You can't ground the club, yeah. or you know you're not allowed to move stuff uh, around the golf ball. rules are crazy. Yeah. aren't they? it's but, almost almost too anal for me. But but with Football, uh, I guess you can dig out the snow. Yeah, or, you know, any any yeah. anything else? I, I guess you can't just put a T. I love on football. There. You know, football is. I have to say, football has gotten a lot of flack lately because of the of the whole thing over the national anthem and the CTE thing with the brain, you know, injuries yeah. and you know a lot of the off field shenanigans. But you watch a game like the Thursday night Raider Chiefs game, and you still marvel at the. 
athleticism and the drama and the excitement. Uh, that's what we go to these games for, and it's still the best game, you know, when you have a game like that. It really is. Yeah. It really is in terms of drama. Uh, and I realize that a lot of people, I think a small percentage of fans are really upset about this whole thing. I think a small percentage of players on the other side are really upset. And every most of the rest of us are sort of in the middle, kind of going, "Come on, guys!" It's Play like the country. Well, it's like the country. You know, half yeah. you got ten percent are really angry here, ten percent on the other side, and the, the the vast majority of us just want to go along, get along with our lives. Well, you have the people on the right and the people on the wrong. Yeah, <laughs> uh, people on people on the. <laughs> I knew I was going to better, I to better get dead you than that. red. Is that yeah. what you're saying? <laughs> you know, that's what they used to. That's what, the, that's what they used to say back in the day when I was a kid. Better <laughs> dead than red. <laughs> Oh boy! Hey, so um, you know, it's funny. I, I was just thinking about this. You know, with uh, the um, digging out of the snow for yeah. a field goal. Now, when we were kids, we used to put our foot down and then have the ball between our foot and a finger mm-hmm. for a kickoff. Right. Because you could kick a lot further. Yeah. If the ball's elevated a little sure. bit. Sure. Now I don't know if that's like against the rules. No, it's or, not against the rules. But I, okay. I think that it's just too well, hard to place it on your. No, foot. it's not at all. It's just that you know that's one less player to get downfield. You want your your gunners or your not your gunners are the guys on the wings, but you want ten guys uh, to be able no, to get no, no, downfield no, no. quickly. I'm, I'm talking about on a field goal. So, oh, so, on so field you have, goals. So, so right, you, you've got the you got the holder. Right. I thought you meant just, I thought you meant on kickoffs. No, no, no. Sometimes they have to do it if it's windy. Yeah, it's but, windy. Right. Okay, but <clears throat> excuse me on. Um, on a, on a field goal, right. ordinarily uh, the place uh, holder is going to just automatically put it on the ground. Right. Now, I know it takes maybe an extra, maybe an extra second mm-hmm. to quickly get the ball. And, and or you just say, if you have your foot there and you get the ball and just place it on your foot, like, maybe they tried it. They, well, they, they have to tilt accurate. it a certain way. I mean, it's a real, it's especially you know. I mean, there are guys that are long snappers and guys that are holders. Now they don't yeah. usually holders do more, but long snappers. The Raiders have a guy named John Condo. That's all he does, and he screwed up a, a snap the other day, and it cost the Raiders the game. They lost by one point because they missed an extra point. He felt terrible. But it's kind of like the left-handed relief specialist we talked about earlier. It comes in for one batter, and uh, and that's it, you know. Who was that guy? God, I, my, my brain. I guess no, I'm uh, Javier Lopez. Javier Lopez. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I, said, I said Javi Lopez, oh, and I meant Javier right. Lopez. Yeah, 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 Javi yeah. Lopez, Javier of course, played right. with the Braves. Yeah, yeah Javi Lopez, oh, great right. guy. But he made a, a career, at least with the Giants, for five, six years, five, I think it was five years, during their glory years, of being that one guy who could come in out of the bullpen and pitch to that one how, tough how left hand. Was it just trial and error? They just kind of figured, boy, this guy gets left-handers yeah, out, but then he can't last more than two innings? Or no, innings? they just, you know, they they find a guy who has a specialty with one particular pitch against one particular type of hitter, and and they exploit that, that situation, you know, and they... I mean, you, know, you know, it's so funny. You were mentioning about how, like, the fans, you go, yeah, it's like the sixth man. Now, the sixth man would be in basketball. It would be the twelfth man for right. football. Twelfth man for football. It would be the tenth man. Tenth for- man. Well, that's what the Yankee <laughs> fans have, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, again, I we're moving all over the place here, but I, I just think it would be great for baseball to have the Yankees back in. I really do. And, and, and the Dodgers. And I don't like either team. You know, I grew up a, a Giants fan, so I hated the Dodgers. And I, my dad was a Yankee fan, but that was the, back in the days of Mickey Mantle and Whitey Ford and Elston Howard and Roger Maris. So, you know, different team, different era, different. You know, it's vibe. funny. I guess when we're kids, you you hate the opposition. I mean, as I got older, I actually enjoy the Dodgers right. now. But um, but I remember, yeah, Ron Say and Steve Garvey and Bill Russell and those. There, oh, yeah. there was just something about it was easy to hate. Those it's easy guys. to hate it. Yeah, I, I, when you get into the media and you start talking to these guys, them. you you lose. You still want to see your hometown teams do well because you you get to know your players and you. And it, it's more fun to cover a winner. But you really don't care as much because you go to so many games. I've been to like probably over 6,500 
uh, major league sports events in my life, probably close to 6,000 of those, maybe 5,800 as, as a paid spectator. And so, you know, your job is to, to, to cover the game, to report what's going on, and, and get interesting little comments after the game. And you really enjoy the interchange that you have. Like I mentioned Clayton Kershaw. Yeah. Um, just a great guy, you know, very, very, very personable, very likable. Um, you know, there are a number of guys in the Dodgers that are like that. And uh, you li- Andre Ethier, I was listening to him speak oh, yeah. after the game. You know, 12 years on the team, they've, they've come so close so many times. And, yeah. you know, he used to be kind of a, not a superstar, but, you know, one step below. Yeah. And then he was just a good player, and now yeah. he's just a role player. But yeah. they've stuck with him. And he's one of those guys, you know, in the World through. Series that could come through. You know, you have guys in the World Series that, like in any game, that's that's the beauty of the World Series yeah. is that you know sometimes the 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 unknowns step forward. I know well, there's Justin Turner, man. He's a beast. No, oh, he's something else. The, what do they call him? Ginger. I mean, he's ginger. He, yeah, he's got that <laughs> crazy <the> beard. God <laughs> almighty, he he is a ginger like from Gilligan's Island. Yeah, the I, red. I don't know about that. Ginger and Marianne. Wasn't that the question? Ginger or Marianne? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Don so, Wells. I guess Marianne is still around. Yeah, She's still around. Well, actually, so is Ginger. She is she. she? Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Um, Tina Louise. Tina Louise. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, she was quite the glamour. Yeah. Puss. I remember Bo Belinsky used to uh, the former Angel pitcher, late Bo Belinsky, used to go out with her. He was he was dating all sorts of people like Mamie Van Doren and Tina Louise and God knows who yeah. else. Yeah, it's funny. I saw her on an episode of Married with Children. Oh, Jesus, is that right? Oh, my right? gosh. And, and boy, she was great. I, I loved her with her hair down. Yeah. I didn't like the hair up stuff. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. You're look. talking about Tina Louise? Tina Louise, yeah. 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 Don Wells has always been a cutie. Yeah. Um, so with all those 6,500 games, what was your uh, what was your favorite? I'd have to say the, the biggest moment I ever covered was probably the first great moment I, I had a chance to witness as a, as a member of the press was the seventh game of the Western Conference Finals in 1975 when the Warriors came from 14 points down in the fourth quarter to beat the Chicago Bulls and Rick Barry went off and hit four shots in a row and then made this incredible no-look pass. Well, it wasn't a no-look pass. He, he went up for a jump shot and then he saw the center, George Johnson, sliding in behind the defense, and he hit him with a perfect pass, and Johnson slammed it in to give him a five-point lead with 30 seconds to go, basically icing the win. And from that point on, the Warriors were unstoppable. They swept the bullets, and yeah. that, to me, was the epitome of what sports was all about. That was the great... And I, what, I, I, about I was ba- younger. what about baseball, though? What was your favorite baseball? Baseball? Boy, that's a, that's a tough one. Uh, probably... When the Giants won the pennant in 2002 on the Kenny Lofton base hit, that was a pretty exciting yeah. moment. Um, Travis Ishikawa's walk-off homer oh, yeah. in 2014. There was a game in 1987. It, wasn't, it was an important game uh, against Houston with about 15,000 people on hand. It was a Monday night. The Giants had swept Cincinnati. They're playing the Houston Astros, who were the d- defending divisional champions. And it was a, a game where Ken Caminiti was a young player for Houston at that time. He had two home runs, and he grew up in the Bay Area. So it was a big night for him. Giants kept fighting back. And in the ninth inning, they're down by two. Candy Maldonado comes up and hits a pinch hit line drive homer just over the fence. Second trivia question. Uh, we've got to cut to a break here. Who was the first coach in history to take their team there, his, his team, to win four Super Bowls. Oh, okay. All right. Pretty Very easy good. one. Yeah. Uh, don't touch that dial. Sports Econ 101. We'll be right back. Driven Raceway. It's family fun for all ages. European indoor go-kart racing with speeds up to 45 miles an hour. Open seven days a week in Runner Park and Fairfield. Driven Raceway is perfect for holiday fun and gifts. So lead the pack at Driven Raceway with go-kart racing, private party rooms for special events, birthday parties, great weekly specials, and lots more. 
perfect for all your family fun. It's Driven Raceway with two locations, Rona Park and Fairfield. Driven Raceway, the extreme experience. Hi, Sports Econ 101 listeners. I'm Edward Brown. You know me as the host of the show, but you may not know that I work with individuals getting them the least expensive term life insurance policies around. Don't be fooled by the ads you hear on TV and radio. It's always best to work with someone who's completely independent. That's where I come in. If you email me at edward at sportsecon101.com your name, your age, and how much insurance you want, I'll run the numbers through my software program and let you know the least expensive policy around from among many of the top insurance companies. Again, I'm totally independent, so email edward at sportsecon101.com for your free life insurance quote today. Why pay more for life insurance than you need to? I can get you a guaranteed policy where the low premiums are fixed anywhere from 10 to 35 years. So email edward at sportsecon101.com right now for your free life insurance quote. That's edward at sportsecon101.com. Nobody wants to get ripped off, broken into, or robbed, but nobody wants to pay a lot of money to have their home protected either. I've got an offer to tell you about to provide home security for your home. For a simple rate as low as $19.99 a month. For real. With no installation or equipment charges. And this is from a company rated number one by a leading consumer research company. According to the facts, most of you won't even call unless there's a burglary in your neighborhood or something bad happens. So let's give you a reason. Save money. For as low as $19.99 a month with no other costs, you can get your home secured. Plus, get a lifetime equipment replacement warranty. You need protection for your home. Call the Home Security Hotline right now. Call 800-587-4281. 800-587-4281. 800-587-4281. Call now. That's 800-587-4281. You know those energy drinks that either taste nasty or have too much sugar and you crash afterwards? Let me tell you about Go Girl. Personally, I love their original sugar-free drink. Yeah, I'm a guy, but it's one of the few drinks i found that give me energy, have no sugar, and the best part, it tastes great. Only 5 calories per can. Most grocery stores carry it. And oh, by the way, it's not expensive. That's Go Girl Energy Drink. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. One more time, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Bruce McGowan. Second trivia question. Who was the first coach in history to take his team to win four Super Bowls. Oh, I had to be Ch- uh, Chuck Noll of the Chuck Pits- Noll. Pittsburgh Steelers. That is yeah. correct. Yeah, yeah. I always, another, another softball question for you. I was always upset, though, because <laughs> I was a Raider fan, and the Raiders were almost as good, but they didn't have the defense. Pittsburgh had that True. defense. You know, The Raiders' offense was as good, probably better than Terry Bradshaw and his offense, but Pittsburgh's <laughs> defense had four or five Hall of Famers. I mean, Joe Green, Jack Lambert, Mel Blunt. Yeah. I mean, God. Jack Ham. Jack Ham, yeah, you yeah. know. Uh, and I was, never, I was never a, uh, a Franco Harris fan. I, I was well, you know, Franco guy. Harris, in, in fairness to him, he was kind of a sideline-to-sideline runner. In other words, he yeah. wouldn't go for that extra yard because he knew if you wanted to have a long career, get out of bounds, you know, don't mm. take that extra hit. Some guys, uh, not that way, you know. Uh, Marshawn Lynch, for instance, uh, the Ra- he's yeah. been playing with the Raiders this year and not really doing a whole lot. I just think he's taken so much punishment, and he won't admit it because he's a tough guy, but the, the kind of hits he's taken, it's got to have a toll. It's got to take a I'll toll. I some of these players, the <laughs> defensive players, are, are like 
they kind of gun for a guy like that too. It's like, man, I'm gonna yeah. let him show me up. Well, you know? two or three gang know. tackle him. He just loves the contact. He loves some guys. It's like boxers, you know. They just love to get hit and they love to hit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was listening to Bill Romanowski, the former Bronco Raider, Forty Nine er. Philadelphia Eagle, and he's on the Raider pregame show, and he's such a crack up. We got to go out before the game, and we got to hit these guys in the mouth. We got to hit them hard. It's like he's talking to his teammates in the locker room. It's really funny, but that's how he is. I love Bill Romanowski. He's a character. Did he uh, did, did he rile his team up enough? Oh, you know, he was kind of apart from his team. A lot of guys thought he was a little strange because he had this this big toolbox with all these different pills in it. And everybody thought, oh, he's taking drugs. He was actually just a, a vitamin freak. He was probably huh. taking, you know, some performance-enhancing things too. But I think Bill was more – if you look at Bill today, he looks great. Okay. And, you know, he has suffered some residual damage from playing in the NFL for 15 years. And so, uh, so um, you know – it's just a thing where he's going to have to, uh, you know, pay the price later. So, do you think he's got that CTE? You know, he says that he's prepared for it. I mean, wow. it's like a boxer. You you know, going into the ring that you're going to pay the price, but you're willing to do it. When you're young, you oh, think yeah. you're immortal, yeah. and you don't yeah, think about what's going to happen ten years from now, twelve yeah. years from now, what you're going to have to do the rest of your life. I've talked to a lot of these older guys. You know, in their fifties and sixties, you see him. Jim Plunkett is a classic example, and he just looks oh, beat yeah. up. Yeah, hip and knee and well, back. Yeah, and, but he's old. I mean, I remember he won in 1970. Uh, yeah, 70, uh, Rose Bowl. 70 Rose Bowl. Yeah, he's yeah. A, a couple years older than, than me. He's in his late 60s and just a sweetheart of a guy. Good guy. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, he's paid a price. How old is Romanowski? Romanowski, let's see, he would be 51. He's the kid. Old. Yeah, no, he was born in 1966 because I remember the, the 49ers had him in 88. So, yeah, 51. I can't. If you were born in 66, you're 51. Oh, my God. I know. I know. Holy moly. Yeah, I know. I, know. I, I still think of him as a kid. But he, yeah. he had a charmed life. He played in five Super Bowls and he won four rings. You know, think about that. Four right, rings. He, uh, two with the Niners, two with the Broncos. Yeah. And then he played in his last one with the Raiders. So. Um, it's funny though of all the teams he talks about and he was only with the Raiders for a few years he enjoyed his time with the Raiders more than anything I think it was because Al Davis Al Davis had a a way of connecting with athletes that other owners didn't he understood the game he understood the athletes the mentality and he knew so much about the history and all the little minutiae. And players really appreciate that. You know, most of these guys Jerry Jones likes to think he's that kind of guy He's, Uh, he's more of a blowhard Jerry's very charming Likeable, you know. If you sit down with him, you probably like the guy, but yeah. um, he's full of himself, you know. Of course, most of these owners are. We all are. Come well, on. Well, yeah, they, like I said, he's, he's not, they're not as connected with. No, you know, more of a, a, a business side of. We things. should talk a little yeah. bit about the NFL, though. Let's do that yeah. about some of the problems and some of the good things. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I was just going to say, I think this whole national anthem thing has been really blown out of proportion. I think it's being used as an excuse to kind of distract from all the other problems we have. And and it's natural. People want entertainment. They don't want their entertainment spoiled. Um, But we have to remember that 75% of the NFL is African-American. And those of us who are not African-American have no idea what it must be like to drive down a street if you're a young man uh, and think of the police not as somebody who can help you, but as somebody who might hurt you. And I've talked to a number of former athletes and current athletes who have had bad experiences with the police. And, and again, I have friends that are police. I think most of the policemen, 99% of them are good guys, but it's like anything else. And with social media now and all the bad things that are available on the Internet, you know, it's much more well, it's like a, easy it's a to few, see. a few bad apples. Well, unfortunately, um, those few yeah. bad apples, though, need to Nothing. be weeded out. And uh, until this problem is addressed, 
And I think also that I don't want to get off into a tangent about politics, but I think the proliferation of guns has put cops on the defensive because sometimes they're outgunned and so they feel, you know, they're on edge and it's just a crazy mix. And I think the NFL players are saying, hey, you know, we've got to do something about this. And by protesting in a quiet, respectful manner without distracting from the game, without affecting the game, all they're saying is, hey, let's let's take care of it. And I think the league has, has taken a sort of a, a middle-of-the-road stance. Roger Goodell is a smart guy. He realizes, hey, the players are our workers. We've got to work with them. The owners and the yeah. players and Goodell got together the other day, and they sort of took a middle-of-the-road stance, and I think that's that's what you got to do. Well, it's kind of strange because the national anthem is more of a United States pride rather than cops. Yeah, it has nothing to do – well, I think they want to – you know, you can talk about a lot of different things. People say, you're disrespecting the anthem, disrespecting the military. It doesn't have anything to do with that. It's it's a separate social issue, but what they're doing is they're trying to raise awareness, and the only way they can do that, they feel, is to stand or sit. Uh, it's kind of like what Tommy uh, Smith and John Carlos did at the 1968 Olympics when they took the podium, uh, lowered their heads, and raised their black fists and gotten all sorts of well, trouble. That was, that was, if I remember correctly, that was black power. Specifically, it was well. It was like it was a, it was a lot of it was a lot of you know the late the late sixties was was the end of the culmination of, of the struggle for civil rights civil and rights, yeah, yeah I, again I think those of us that are not people of color we we can't put ourselves in the other person's shoes. The NFL is seventy five percent African American. It's going to get to probably eighty percent in the next ten years because of all the. Um, revelations about CTE and a lot of parents, you know, in the suburbs are going to get their kids into soccer and the baseball. Stay away from football. Um, you know, it's kind of like boxing. It's it's going to be the uh, the place where kids that are really you know right on the edge. This is their one way out, and and uh, hmm. so. It's an interest. It's kind of like the gladiators, Roman gladiators, you know, in the old days. Uh, you know, we want to be entertained, and we yeah. don't want our athletes to to get involved. I think it's good for athletes to speak up if they have a if they have a reason to. Now, some athletes uh, maybe not as sincere as others, but uh, I have no problem with it. And to say that it's disrespecting the country or the flag that that's you know that's uh, confusing the issue. It has nothing to do with that. Fact is that before nineteen or before two thousand and whenever it was. The, the, a lot of the uh, players were not even on the field many times for the national anthem. They were required by the leagues uh, to be on the field after the NFL signed an agreement with the, uh, I believe, with the, with the Defense Department to work into sort of a, a pro-military uh, recruiting effort, and that's why they have the flybys and the, and the, oh, uh, yeah. you know, it's all part and of the that. Military guys yeah, holding yeah. the flag and all that. Yeah. It's all part of that. But you know, the military has been a big part of our country for seventy years since the end of the war. It's you know, before 1941, the military didn't have that kind of a presence. Uh, we grew up with it, so we sort of take it for granted. Anyway, get off on a tangent. That, but, you know, I think, again, it comes down to the fact that it's, it's a social issue. It's not going to go away. So we have to sit down and, and, you know, work out an agreement. And, you know, all this rancor and accusations and, you know, insults back and forth is, is going to accomplish nothing. Uh, and are people... Not watching as much. Are the ratings yeah. are down? Aren't they? They are down slightly. There's a small percentage that that won't watch. I think those are people that are casual fans or people that that maybe like the NFL but don't like it enough to you know maybe they they're ideologically rooted to the point where anything that's against what they believe in they're gonna you know go against. I don't know. Hmm. It's interesting to see what's going to happen, but it's it's a problem. It's a problem. The NFL is not immune to the problems of the real world, but the games itself the games themselves are still 
compelling. As I said, that Thursday night game, as much yeah. as I don't like Thursday night football because I think it throws the whole system <laughs> out of whack, you know, players' body clocks and, you know, injuries and all the preparation. You know, you had a game like the, the other night with the Raiders in Kansas City, Edward, that was just a fabulous theater. Seven lead changes. You so, know, the last play of the game wins the game. So Kansas City went from 5-0 and to 5-2. and 5-2, and two and the Raiders, uh, you know, they're back in – they're back on life support at three and four. And Amari Cooper, the young wide receiver, who was in basically witness protection for the better part of uh, the first six weeks of the season, goes out and catches eleven passes for over two hundred yards and two touchdowns. So, just uh, remind you. the listeners why he's in. Uh well, protection? he was not. He was not catching the ball, and he and the <laughs> ball was being the ball. The balls that were thrown to him, you know, were 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 sailing. But he wasn't catching the ball, and they and they weren't targeting him. And it was weird. It was. It reminded me a lot of what happened to Jerry Rice. But it, with Jerry Rice, it happened early in his yeah, career. Yeah, very early. Yeah. This is Amari Cooper's, I believe, his third year. So by now he should be past that. But he had a big game against Kansas City, which leads you to believe that that you know he's out of the woods now. So last week, I guess uh, the '72 Miami Dolphins popped the champagne. <laughs> what? Actually, when when do they start thinking about popping the? Champagne? Well, you know, the, here's the thing: it's a 16 game season now. In those yeah, days, it was 14, 14 games. Yeah. So I don't think anybody's ever going to. And with the parity in the league, I don't think everybody anybody's ever going to break that record. Um, well, uh, New England almost did. It yeah, just, they it almost the Super did. Bowl. Well, yeah, you know, you had to play what it was it uh, 20 or 19 games that year, and they were going to lose one of them. So they lost one. They didn't beat the Giants so twice. They got beaten by the Giants. Yeah. They? Yeah, that's tough. Yeah. That's tough. But I, you know, I love football, despite all its problems, and despite the rancor, and the, you know, there's problems off the field. Players have to, uh, owners have to do a better job of policing the players, and the players got to do a better job of policing themselves. A lot of these guys are just irresponsible. Ezekiel Elliott, classic example. You know, he's he was accused of, I guess, scuffling or beating up his girlfriend. Uh, the accusation never came to court, but the league decided to suspend him. He took it to court. They upheld the sus- no. They didn't uphold the suspension. They got rid of this. So he's going to play for a while, but it's still back and forth. You know. Yeah, you were mentioning that even though you can be found innocent, mm. uh, the league can still take uh, disciplinary action. Discipline. Yeah. Based on accusations. Based on accusations. Wow. Well, and especially in this day and age, with all of the things coming, you know, to light over, you know, with Harvey Weinstein and Roger Isles yeah. and. And, you know, Bill O'Reilly and Bill Cosby, I mean, you know, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, but what happens he, if just anybody accuses anybody anything? You know? Well, I mean, it depends on who's doing the accusing and how many times, you know, if there's a pattern. And I think when you have a pattern going on, that's different. Well, well Ezekiel Elliott, um, it's just one person, right? It's as not, far it's as like, I know, now I don't know the history of, of his relationship with his girlfriend or his yeah. relationships with women. I don't want to speculate, but I do know that, you know, he was accused of, of roughing her up. And then she dropped or refused to press charges or the whole thing was dropped. And the league, you know, obviously got more information and they decided to suspend him. And his lawyer took it to court and they got rid of the suspension. Then the league went back to court and they upheld the suspension. Then they got rid of it again. So he's playing this Sunday against the 49ers. So regardless. Crazy. Yeah, I mean, with is. the Bill Cosby thing, it was multiple women. Oh, and yeah, it so went over, you know, it's like with Weinstein. It went, going, it went on for years and years and years. And then the sad thing is nobody did anything about it. Nobody spoke up. Why? Why did it well, take so long? Like, like Jerry Sandusky, you know. Oh, jeez. Oh, that, that just, uh, just curls your your you know curls your curls your milk and curls your toenails. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's probably what killed Joe Paterno. That's for the guilt. No and, question. You know? No question. You got you know what Stupid. a great career he had, and he let yeah. he let that thing. He knew what was going on. Yeah, that was his buddy. He knew what was going on. 
He know, had to. I know. How could you like let your buddy, d- d- you know, yeah. beat the crap out of him first? Yeah, you know? okay. I don't. I don't get it. All right, here's our uh, third and final trivia question: The first running back in history to reach the century mark in receptions mm. was an uh, Arizona Cardinal who caught 101 passes in the 1995 season. He caught another 99 in the following season. Who was he? Oh boy. That's this one was hard. This one, yeah. Let's me. It's funny. You would think that that this would be an easy one because it's so you know yeah. amazing. But yeah. uh, again, the first running back in history to reach the century mark in receptions was an Arizona Cardinal who caught 101 passes in the 1995 season. Hmm. He caught another 99 in the following season. Who was he? Good question. That's our, that's our trivia question. All right. All right. Don't touch that dial. Sports Econ 101. We'll be right back with some closing comments. Are you a business owner or an individual who owes the IRS? Then be prepared to write down an important phone number. Do you owe $10,000 or more in back taxes? Do you need to file back tax returns? Are you dealing with bank levies and wage garnishments? It's time to deal with your IRS problem today. Call Certified Tax Tax Representation now. Certified Tax Tax Representation, Inc. represents clients just like you in all 50 states. They will contact the IRS on your behalf the same day that you become a client, and you can become a client immediately. It's time for you to face your IRS problems. Think about how great you're going to feel when you're represented by a company who's an advocate for you, who knows the law, who also will contact the IRS the same day you become a client. Call today for your free, no obligation consultation. Call now, 1-800-999-1064. That's 1-800-999-1064. Not all cases are typical and some may not qualify. The consultation is free and so is the call, so call right now. 1-800-999-1064. That's 1-800-999-1064. Are you an inventor who would like to try to have an invention or idea patented and submitted to companies? But you don't know what to do next. Call for free information from InventHelp. InventHelp, a leading inventor service company, has been helping inventors since 1984 and has sales offices located in more than 60 cities nationwide. You'll want to talk to the company that has helped secure more than 7,000 invention patents. So call InventHelp. Even if you have an idea for improving an existing product and don't know where to go with it, you'll still want to call InventHelp for free information. You'll find out how InventHelp may assist you in trying to patent your invention and submit it to companies. So call now. Call InventHelp at 1-800-316-1738. That's 1-800-316-1738. Get your free information by dialing 1-800-316-1738. That's 1-800-316-1738. When you struggle with credit card bills every month, you're not just in debt. Debt is all around you. I see people every day that are on the brink. They're going to go over the edge, and at the bottom is bankruptcy, and we pull them back. At the Debt Helpline, we're experts at helping you resolve your debt problems and become free of debt. We can help you pay off your debt and give you one lower monthly payment that you can afford. You do get to consolidate your payments. You only have to worry about making one payment a month instead of making three or four or five. If you have 5000 10000 or more in credit card bills, call the Debt Helpline now for a free confidential debt analysis. 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. 
Call the CESI Debt Helpline right now for a free confidential debt review. 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Last time for today, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Bruce McGowan. Last trivia question. The first running back in history to reach the century mark in receptions, which you kind of think is pretty amazing. Yeah. 16 games. You're talking about at least six catches plus per game. That's pretty good. Uh, was an Arizona Cardinal in uh, 1995 who caught 101 passes, and then he caught another 99 the following season. Who was it? Boy, I always remember Neil Lomax because I covered him when he was at Portland State back in the late 70s. And then, he, but he played, I think, more in the more in the 80s. 80s yeah. Um, I don't, but, I'm but, but was he the quarterback? Neil yeah, Lomax? he was. Okay. I always remember him though having but, that strong arm. But I, I yeah. just but who, who was the uh, right, who was the first running back? Actually, and the, and the thing about it, this is a running back. Okay, so he's not a receiver. Yeah. Well, Roger Craig, when he was with the Niners, was was a great receiver. You know, he caught. I think he led the league in receptions one year. I believe. Now, maybe now. Obviously, you said the first yeah, time, so first it wasn't. Time. It wasn't. So, if you're ready for the answer, led the, led the team in receptions. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Larry Centers. Larry Centers. I, I, there's I, a I, there's a name that I never would have yeah, remembered. I, I, I remember I, now that you bring him up, but he's one of those guys that you know who remembers Larry Centers, unless you're a big fan of the Cardinals. Of the Cardinals. Yeah. He was a good player, though. <laughs> Very good player. Yeah, to catch a, they must not have had too many good receivers. They get thrown to the running back. I love this time of year though. Between the, the NBA, I was I was at the Warriors opener and they they're you know giving them the rings and they raised the banner and they lost that crazy game to to Houston. Uh, you know the NBA is so much fun. Of course, we're we're prejudiced because we got a great team to watch out here on the West Coast. But in the NHL with the Sharks starting up and and football in full flower and, and baseball winding down, it's a great time for sports fans. Those are the the four main team sports. If you're a golf or tennis or Horse racing or boxing fan, always fun times. We try to cover it all, but... We sure do. We, you know. All right, we're going to cut out here. Yes. So here's our thoughts for the day. Life is about moments. Don't wait for them. Create them. That sounds good to me. And I and this is a model that I've always kind of taken, which is shoot for the moon. Even if you miss, you'll land among the stars. I like that one. And Les Brown, the band leader, said that. Les Brown. But I like that. because you know, Les you, Brown and his band, band of renown. renown. Yeah, that's right. now, why would I know that? Because that's before my time. That's but right. But uh, I grew up with that kind of music. My parents love the swing music. But, well, again, you shoot high, and even if you get a little bit lower, you're yeah. still okay. Sounds good. Tune in next week to Sports Econ 101. We're going to be discussing sports topics from a business perspective and asking more sports trivia questions. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm your host, Edward Brown. We'll see you next week. Good night, America. So long.